Hey everyone, welcome to the More to Movement podcast. Today we are finishing up our discussion on muscle slings. And now it's time to define them and then target them with dynamic exercises. So I'll provide six of my favorite exercises to target and strengthen these muscle slings and improve your control, your balance, as well as your coordination. Let's get started. Welcome to the More to Movement podcast, where we break down the science behind movement and provide you with tangible takeaways so you can take charge of your health and fitness and achieve lasting results. If you're ready to optimize your efforts, move with purpose, and invest in your health and performance with confidence and vigor, you've come to the right place. Here's your host, Pete Rowletter. Hey, what's up, movers? Thanks for joining me. In my last episode, we discussed the importance and the impact of muscle synergies. Now, if you missed that episode, you can always go to the website, moretomovement.com slash episode 21. You can check it out there or wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can just subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast and you can have access to all my past episodes in order so you can check them out anytime. And I'd recommend you check this episode out because it does lay the foundation for these muscle slings we're going to talk about gives you some nice visuals uh, as we're defining, you know, what makes up these slings and why they're so important. But today we are going to talk about what these slings are. And then of course, we're going to demonstrate them with some highly dynamic exercise. So if you did miss the episode, just to recap, muscle slings are groups of muscles that help control, stabilize and transfer force efficiently through the body by working synergistically. So together, not independently, to perform movement. And at the end of the episode, I gave you four exercises to try and then to rate yourself one, two, or three. So three meant that you performed it awesomely, right? You were awesome at it. Two meant that you could do uh, better. You could improve. Uh, and a one means you needed to address it. And remember, you based your score on how well you moved through the pattern and how well you controlled the movement. And you also need to consider your balance, your coordination, and your muscular engagement while, while evaluating yourself. And so this is kind of one of those self-audits. You needed to perform it the best that you could and be honest with yourself. Where did you score? And the four exercises were, number one, lying elbow to knee crunch hold. Two, the bird dog. Number three, high knee raise with eyes closed. And four, single leg T-balance, also known as the single leg Romanian deadlift. Now, check out my last episode if you want descriptions on how to perform them or if you need the visual. I have videos of those exercises on how to actually execute the movement. So if you're more of a visual learner, check out the website, the show notes page for episode 21. It has them all there. Now, each of those movements that I tested, obviously, represented one of the four slings. So now let's identify the slings and provide more examples of exercises uh, to actually train those slings. So let's start with identifying the four slings. The four slings are the anterior oblique sling, the posterior oblique sling, the lateral sling, and the deep longitudinal sling. Let's go and start with the anterior oblique sling. So the lying elbow to knee crunch hold, that addressed this sling. The AOS, or anterior oblique sling, so AOS for short, is all about force transfer in front from one side of the body to the other, hence the name, anterior. It includes the internal and external obliques, as well as the contralateral adductor, so the medial thigh. Uh, so with each side, 
it forms an X across the front of the hips. So if you can visualize that, so you've got one side with the obliques crosses to the opposite adductor, and it does that with each side of the body. So you've got this X kind of across the front of the body. This relationship stabilizes the hip, but also it contributes to accelerating, to decelerating, and rotating the body, especially during gait patterns or walking patterns. So training the sling should mimic those patterns. There are many, many ways to train the sling, but I like tall kneeling positions with rotation. Love tall kneeling positions. So a great exercise to incorporate is a band rotation with tall kneeling adduction. With a resistance band anchored slightly behind, above, and to your right, hold it with both hands and your arms straight. In a tall kneeling position, place a foam roller between your legs and squeeze it together to engage the adductors. This is where we're getting, getting that lower aspect of this sling really engaged. Then you're gonna rotate your trunk and arms down and to the left, focusing on keeping alignment with the shoulders, your arms and your trunk. Control the movement back to start, focusing on rotating through the spine. It's a great exercise, but if you want to keep it really simple, if you really want to tap into the AOS really, really simply, you could just run in the sand. It's been suggested that running in sand actually will train the AOS because of the lack of support from the ground, the lack of support of the posterior systems because of the ground. This causes the AOS to have to work actually over time to stabilize and compensate for the force needed to actually run in the sand. So that, that lack of stability in the ground takes away the posterior aspect. So the AOS or the anterior oblique sling actually really has to kick in. So if you live near sand or you have access to sand, just go run in the sand. It's a great way. Or you can use this band rotation with tall kneeling adduction. And I'll say this several times, but on the show notes page for this episode, of course, I've got videos of all of these exercises if you want to check out how to execute them or if you want to see uh, these exercises up close so that you can implement them into your training program. So uh, on the show notes page, moretomovement.com slash episode 22. And I'll say that a couple times uh, just so that you're aware. The next one is the posterior oblique sling. So we just covered the anterior. You probably guess what this one is, the posterior oblique sling. So the bird dog, that bird dog exercise engaged this sling, right? So as I said, if the AOS was all about the front, the POS, no pun intended, posterior oblique sling is all about the back. So similar to the AOS, the POS provides stability and force transfer from one side of the body to the other, but on the posterior aspect, obviously on the back. It also crosses the body, forming an X across the back of the hips with both sides, just like the anterior. The muscles and tissues included in this sling are the gluteus maximus, the contralateral or the opposite side latissimus dorsi, and the interconnecting thoracolumbar fascia. So that's like the base of the lower back, really thick fascia that kind of blends in with the glutes and the, and the latissimus dorsi. This sling provides transverse plane stabilization of the sacroiliac joint. So that's the joint that transfers force between the upper body and the lower body. Very important, very important joint. And contralateral transfer during gait and rotation. So a lot of support here. This sling is essential for optimal functional movement efficiency and can lead to pain and injury if it's weak. 
So weak glutes or weak lats can disrupt the balance of force transfer, increasing the demand of the hamstrings. That's where the hamstrings have to kind of kick in an overdrive to make up for this weakness in the glutes or the lats. And this, of course, can cause instability at the SI joint, which as you probably figured, contributes to low back pain or increases the likelihood of hamstring injuries. So very important sling to try to train and improve. Training the sling should incorporate rotation, glute and lat engagement, as well as stability. So one of my go-tos is the step up with shoulder extension band pull. Start with your right foot on a bench or a box with a band in the left hand. Make sure the band is anchored to the wall in front of you. And as you step up with your right leg, pull the left arm down and back, keeping the arm straight. So this is a lat sweep, it's like a lat sweep exercise combined with that step up. This will engage the left latissimus dorsi and the contralateral, or again, remember opposite, right gluteus maximus, challenging that posterior oblique sling. Slowly control the movement and return to the start. And of course, repeat the movement on the opposite leg and arm once you finish this set. So to simplify it, you could always do this in the bird dog position that we covered earlier. You could easily do that if you don't want to do the step up, but the step up with that lat sweep or, or that uh, straight arm shoulder extension is a great way to tap into this sling. The third sling is the lateral sling. So in my opinion, the lateral sling's importance is often overlooked. I think this one's really overlooked. Its role is mostly stability related, specifically during single leg movements. And this was tested when I had you do that high knee raise with eyes closed exercise. Now, most people think I don't do single leg exercises, but it goes well beyond that. Now, if you're not doing single leg, little side note here, Unilateral work is absolutely incredible and essential if you want it to work on any discrepancy or improve bilateral movement patterns. If you can do single leg or unilateral work, do it. I promise you, it makes a huge difference, but I'll talk about that at another time. So uh, I want you to think about things you do daily. If you walk or climb stairs, you are continually stabilizing your body on one leg and Weaknesses in that stability can have a huge impact on your movement efficiency. So even if you aren't training single leg, you're doing single leg functional activities every single day, assuming that you're walking or that you're climbing stairs. The muscles that make up this sling are the glute medius, glute minimus, the tensor fascia lata, or TFL, the iliotibial band, or IT band, the adductor complex, the inner thigh, and the contralateral, the opposite, quadratus lumborum or QL. Okay. When in a single leg stance, the pelvis must stabilize and remain as neutral as possible in all the planes of movement. So the sagittal, the frontal, and the transverse. So any excessive movement in either of these planes will cause force, tension, and alignment compensations, which of course can lead to reduced range of motion, muscular imbalance through the hips or the trunk, De or decreases in uh, neuromuscular control. Further, it can impact movement efficiency or performance or even increase the risk of injury. So the common observable weakness is a hip drop. So also known as the Trendelenburg sign. So what that means is that the opposite hip during a stance phase will drop. 
So if I'm stepping with my left foot, my right hip will drop. This is often due to deficiency in these muscles that I just mentioned to stabilize the pelvis, most notably glute medius and the minimus and that contralateral QL. So those are the muscles that tend to be really weak. Of course, it could be a combination of all of them, but if, we're, if we see that hip dropping, we see that lack of pelvis, pelvic stability, we may have a weakness in this lateral sling. So I have two exercises that are my favorite to support the lateral sling. First is the side plank hip extension with wall slides. Love this exercise. So start on your right side, position yourself in a side plank position. So that means your shoulders abducted to 90 degrees, your elbows flexed and your arm, uh, an arm is balanced on your elbow and your forearm and your feet are stacked on top of each other. So in that kind of that sideline pose there. And of course you want your back toward a wall about six or eight inches away. So plank up, balancing on that right elbow, your forearm and the outside of that right foot that's in contact with the ground and maintain a straight body from feet to head. So if this is too challenging, of course you can flex your right knee and use your knees to keep balance. So instead of your feet, but keep in mind, you'll need to move a bit further from the wall, right? A little bit further from the wall. This plank position will engage the right glute medius as well as the core stabilizers, including that QL, extra, uh, that QL muscle. Next, you're gonna abduct and, abduct and extend or lift up and back the left top leg, right? So the left top leg is gonna go up and back. So abduct and extend. So the heel makes contact with the wall. While pushing back against the wall, drag the leg up and down the wall, maintaining that plank position. Now, this one's a tough one, but this movement engages the hip complex of the opposing side as well. And as a whole, the exercise is a dynamic way to challenge the musculature of the lateral sling. So you're getting a little bit of all of it. Now, the second exercise is pretty straightforward. It's a little bit more complex or more advanced. Is a sing it's a single leg squat, also known as a pistol squat. So the pistol squat is a more advanced movement, but there are ways to regress the exercise. So like you can use a suspension trainer or a TRX uh, or bands to assist with the movement. So if you can't nail the pistol with proper form, I'd start there. Get, get through a full range of motion in an assisted manner and then progress into, a more, into the more advanced pistol uh, with just your body or with some resistance. Remember, it's not about completing the exercise, it's about ex executing it with intent and proper movement. That's how you target the appropriate muscles, right? It's not about a checklist mentality. You've probably heard me talk about this before, but it's not a checklist mentality when it comes to exercise. We need to move with intent and purpose. That's how we actually target those muscles and get the muscular development that we're after. Pistol squat requires significant pelvic stability on the stance leg, especially the lower you descend. So go as deep as your balance, your coordination, and your mobility allow. But the goal is to sit down into the squat and get to only a few inches off the ground. Everyone's going to have a different squat pattern and a different depth, but just go again to the depth that you're most comfortable with and gives you a challenge. As you descend into the single leg squat, your hips have to dynamically stabilize as your center of mass moves anteriorly or forward to maintain balance over the midfoot. And it puts a lot of emphasis on that lateral sling. And 
of course, it's really going to target the glute medius to maintain alignment of the knees over the foot during both the descent and ascent. But again, those muscles will engage regardless of the depth you go. So as long as you're conscious of the alignment of your knee, you're fine. Focus on pushing the knee out or another way to think of it, don't let it move in and you'll engage the right muscles. Again, just being conscious of the alignment of our joints, having those stacked stack joints as we go through this pattern. The final sling is the deep longitudinal sling. So the single leg T-balance exercise addressed this sling. The deep longitudinal sling runs up the back of the body, transferring force from the ground to the trunk and then back down. Plays a huge role in controlling and mitigating ground reaction forces and stabilizing that SI joint that we talked about earlier. The muscles and tissues primarily involved in this sling include the biceps femoris, so the lateral hamstring, the sacrotuberous ligament, the thoracolumbar fascia, and the erector spinae. These are activated about any time you are upright or ground-based, so standing on the ground, as the DLS promotes postural stability and force transmission as you stand. Though all the slings interact, the DLS has significant overlap with all the others, almost as if it's the glue that binds all the slings together. So you'll notice that working the DLS will actually engage similar muscles used in the other slings we've talked about. Activating this sling is the easiest as all you really need to do is focus on ground-based compound or multi-joint movements like squats or step-ups. But to really target the posterior chain and the SI joint stability, I like two specific exercises. The first is forward to reverse alternating flamingo lunge. So you'll start in a single leg balance position with the opposite foot, opposite knee, excuse me, flexed. So your foot is at knee level, re resembling a flamingo, look like a flamingo. You will step forward into a lunge, into a lunge, control the descent, then pushing off the front leg, you will return to the start bring the front leg back to that flamingo position, focusing on controlling your backward momentum and staying balanced. There's the key there. Hold that position for two seconds, then step back into a reverse lunge, again, controlling the descent. And as you push off the back leg, bring it up to the start flamingo position again, again, controlling that forward momentum. This will challenge the DLS by forcing you to control the forward and backward momentum and challenge hip stability. Further, the constant eccentric load from impacting and leaving the ground will improve force transmission and control through the body. My second favorite is the horizontal band resistance RDL. So this is a barbell Romanian deadlift or RDL or a hip hinge, simply just a hip hinge with the added emphasis of an anterior bias or a forward pulling force. So first, make sure you can execute the hip hinge. So really focus on that posterior hip shift to load the posterior chain eccentrically, then have a good hip extension to bring the hips forward. So if you're not familiar with the hip hinge or you, you feel a little, little rusty on it, I'll tackle the hinge and its variations in a future episode. So hang on for that, but for now, this will give you just the basic pattern, right? You start with that posterior hip shift. And then of course, as you come back, we're gonna engage the glutes and the hamstrings to move the hips forward. So once that feels solid, I want you to add band. 
So the band will attach to the barbell and is actually anchored in front of you, parallel to the floor. So somewhere out in front of you. Visually, if you need that visual, if you were to let go of the barbell, it would move forward from the tension in the band. So it would roll forward. This band forces you to pull the barbell into position, into that position, almost up against the thighs. And so what that will do is that'll engage your lats and your erector spinae, reinforcing an engaged neutral spine through the movement. This added with the RDL will really dynamically target the DLS. Now that should keep you busy for a while. Remember, if you missed any of these exercises or you're more of a visual learner, you can always check out the show notes page, moretomovement.com slash episode 22 to see the graphics, descriptions, and the videos of these exercises. Once you try these exercises and really perform them with intent, I bet you'll not only see, but feel the difference engaging these systems can make in your stability, your control, and your development. I suggest weaving these exercises into your existing program so you can add an extra level to your training and continue to challenge yourself. It's all about progress, and to do that, you must disrupt the status quo you have to challenge yourself in some way. So with that, thanks so much for tuning in. It means the world to me and I really appreciate you. So if you dig this content, head over to moretomovement.com slash email to sign up for a weekly email from me with a dose of the means and the mindset to level up your fitness, your movement, and your life. Again, that's moretomovement.com slash email. I look forward to chatting with you all next time. Take care of yourselves and remember wherever you are, keep moving. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of More to Movement with your host, Pete Rowletter. If you enjoyed the show, please visit moretomovement.com where you can find this episode's show notes along with more episodes and articles to empower you on your journey.